morning once again. Um, you know, I used to just spend weeks and weeks and weeks planning stuff out, and now I just kind of see what God gives me, you know, week to week, and see how it applies and what things going on in the world and and how we are as a group. And the the theme stays the same, but sometimes we might jump around a little bit on the specifics of it. And you know, we've been looking at certain things. And we're going to kind of back up a little bit and look at things as a, as a whole again. We're still in that realm of back to basics and talking about faith and these things and still what blocks us for our relationship with God when this is all part of that, that big picture. And um, today we're going to look at, you know, our, our forward motion and how we're, we're always we're moving and there always seems to be a span of things that happen, you know, and we're we're looking for we get that little bit of, of joy, but then something else kind of knocks it down. There's always that little bit of something knocking down, and so uh, that's what we're going to be looking at today. So if you bow with me, please, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to get into your Word today, Father. We ask you to open the hearts and minds to receive it, to take myself out of the way, Father, and just let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son Jesus, Amen. So. This is a. This has been a, a crazy year so far. We uh, have started out and there was fires out west, and we're still dealing with this virus. And now we have riots breaking out all over the place, and property damage, and people damage, and and that sort of thing. And all in time for hurricane season to start up. So. Uh, on top of that, we also have the things that kind of plague us from time to time, such as the economy, which is really down right now. Um, it's an election year, which is uh, stressful in its own rights, and it causes a, a lot of uh, turmoil and also what we're thinking about and, and things. And then, um, of course, unemployment's high right now, and just there's a lot of things that are, are stressing us. And uh, so you heard the expression that bad things come in threes. It's a, a pretty common phrase. And a matter of fact, um, it's a, a phenomenon that scientists has looked into a little bit because so many people believe that bad things come in threes. Excuse me. So um, they looked into it, and when the mind has a bunch of chaos, and a lot of times that's what random things are, random data, it tries to put it in a structure. So oftentimes we will believe something that's simply not true just because we can make it happen. And uh, we do this a lot of times. You know, if you're starting to think about buying a new car, for example, you'll start thinking about all the things that's wrong with your old car to justify making that purchase, even though, in fact, that maybe the things are simply just not true. And so if something bad happens, and then maybe coincidentally something else happens, our mind is going to automatically start looking for something else to make that third position happen. Now, here's another scenario for you. Do you ever feel like that you kind of not fully enjoy something? That your, your, your joy is not reaching its full potential because you 
have convinced yourself that something is going to come along and you can't stay on a positive note for very long. Something bad is going to happen that is just a very limited thing. So why not get, why get very excited about it? Why, why bother with it? Because you know something's going to come along and just take that away from you. Kind of goes along with the same thing. And we have some reasons why we do these things in our minds. Why these things happen. First of all, let's look at John 10.10. 10. The thief come not but to for the steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh sinking who he may devour. Alright, so... We live in this world, the sinful world that Satan has dominion over. And, uh, you know, if you ever have a, a bad experience for something, let's say you go and you buy a refrigerator, and it's a certain brand refrigerator, and it's nothing but trouble. Well, chances are you're not going to buy that brand again. And since you had such a bad experience with that brand in a refrigerator, you're also not going to buy the stove, you're not going to buy the microwave, you're not going to buy the dishwasher. You're going to boycott that entire brand because of one bad experience with one product. And this is a very crude example. That's what Satan does with all of us. See, uh, he had his bad experience with God, so to speak, his disagreement. And because we are all children of God, he's boycotting all of us. When Satan looks at us, it's like looking at him, and he wants to hurt us just as bad as he wants to hurt him. That's his way of getting to him, is by getting to us. So we fall in that category where we have an adversary. So, whenever I read these verses, what comes to mind whenever you think about the thief coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy? What do you think about your adversary, the devil? Now, culture Books and, and TV and art has portrayed the devil in many different ways. And we have this vision of this beastly creature, this, this monster. And what we see in the horror movies is the monster always comes and attacks. And we see these things to, to kill, to steal, to destroy. So we, we think about a physical threat. We think about a physical danger, something that's going to cause us harm. And something that's going to steal. Something's going to take away our possessions. But it's not that. That's not what we have to be concerned about. What we have to be worried about stealing is, he's going to steal our joy. He is going to kill our time. And we've talked about time in the past what a commodity that is and how valuable it is and to lose time 
is worse than any possession. Possessions we can get back. Money we can make back. But time we cannot take back. And destroy. To destroy, what he wants to destroy most is not our person, not our body, but our relationship with God. Because if he can sever that connection, everything else will fall into place for our demise, for our destruction, for our takedown. Now Peter, he compares Satan to a roaring lion. Now a lion's roar is loud. And if you've ever been around these creatures, you know that they're loud. And it's like same thing like a thunder crash. It's a loud noise. It'll make you jump. It makes you scared. Uh, the roar of a lion is so throaty and so grumbly, they actually take the sound of roaring lions and patch it into movies to make the sounds of the car motors louder as they drive by on the screen. It's intimidating. But the thing of it is, no matter how loud that lion roars, it's just a sound. And the sound cannot hurt you. The dangerous part of that lion is the teeth and the claws. And if you don't believe me, ask Don Lewis. Little joke. It'll hit you later. But you see, our joy, it comes from the Lord. We see examples of Paul, how he was locked away in prison. We see Peter that was able to rest peacefully in these dark and trying times. We talked about um, Joseph just recently. And uh, he was in prison for 13 years. He had all these things happen to him, but yet it did not affect his relationship with God. And we look at the things that's going on today, and oftentimes that's the first things people say, okay, God, where are you? Why are you allowing this to happen? Because we have such a distorted view of God. And what that means, we think, well, he's allowing this to happen to us. He caused this to happen to us. And that's simply just not the case. See, Satan, he has dominion over this world because man gave it to him. But Satan does not have dominion over us. As a born-again believer, our price has been paid for. We have been bought back. We are now in the family of God, paid for by the blood of Jesus. So Satan does not have dominion over us. And we go back and we talk about fear. We talk about what Satan's tricks is. And that is just simply the illusion. So, of course, when something good happens, he's going to throw, try to throw something at you. He's going to try to take your focus off that goodness, off that gift that God gave you, 
and he's going to try to put it on something else, on the bad, on the bad. He's going to try to minimize that joy. He's going to try to minimize the blessing by overshadowing you with the bad. But it's up to us, it's up to our individual choices on whether or not we allow him to do so. Of course, we go through bad things. We've all suffered through it. And as we talked about last week, God sees us through. As God was with Joseph, God is with each and every one of us. And he sees us through. We are still surviving. We have been thankful that during this pandemic that many of us did not get sick. The ones that have, have made it through. That our businesses are still up and running through all of the things that's happening. These are all things that are gifts from God. And we can look at these things either way. We can look at, oh, oh, no. Or we can look at it as, well, thank you, God. Thank you for seeing me through the way that we always, you always do. It all comes back to, to faith. And we're, we're going through things right now. There is many of us that are in need of healing. With this group of people, that seems to be a, a common denominator that sickness is a tool that seems to be used rather well. And even at that, through economical growth, we've got to recover back economically. We're all facing those challenges as well. And with healing, and we go through these processes. We were just talking about someone else. You know, they have to go through and they have to have these tests done to see what exactly is going on and what's the course of treatment is going to be. And these things take time. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. And you got to wait for this test and their results and then for the doctors to give them to you to find out what's going on to even get something started so that you can get to the point of healing again. We have these spans of time that we have to stay in faith. And I believe that God allows these because of this, because we need this time to grow stronger. It wouldn't be nothing. It wouldn't take any faith if every time we prayed the next morning every problem was taken care of. But that's simply not how it works because we have to stay in faith through these processes. We have to stay strong. And during these times, Satan is going to throw things at us to derail us. Satan's going to try to minimize the joy, take away the joy, take away the good aspects of it, because God uses everything for his good. And even though we might not be able to see it right at that particular moment, there will be a time when you can use something from each and every situation that you've been through. God doesn't waste anything. But it's real easy to get bogged down in the situation. You don't feel good. You're not able to do what you once was able to do. You're getting older. Things are not working the way they used to be. Business is slow. Things are not panning out. The process is taking longer than it should. All these things that give us the opportunity to fall back, to start complaining, to start blaming others, to start blaming God, to start dwelling on the negative. 
And the more that we do, the more time, there's that word again, the more energy we put into that, the less we have to focus on the good, the less we have to grow that joy, to see the positive, to praise God. That's what we all need to start working on is doing less complaining and more praising. To do more uplifting and less tearing down. We see what's going on right now. There was a, a situation. And yes, it was a bad situation. But you don't take and make a bad situation worse. Destruction, hurting others, is never the answer. That is not the way God teaches us. God teaches us to, to love, to care, to honor, to avoid conflict. We just started listening to what he had to say. Less complaining, more praising. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to be here, Father. We just ask the Father, as we go through our trials of life, that we can maintain our faith. That we can maintain joy, Father. That we know that joy is a gift that we have, that we possess. It's one of these things that we already have, Father. And we just need to be able to realize it. To help us to realize that, Father. And that we are not controlled by this world. That we are not controlled by Satan. We thank you for that freedom, Father, that was given us by Jesus so many years ago. We thank you for that, Father. We ask whatever the situation is, Father, that we can have acceleration during these processes, that our prayers will be heard and accelerated, Father, that healing can happen faster, that recovery can happen faster, that this world, this nation, Father, can start healing and recovering and turning back to you, Father, and, and, and being pleasing to you, Father. We thank you for these things and ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. 377. Page 377 in your hymnal.